different either situations, scenarios, anecdotes, or you know, it doesn't have to be like this rule. Like always do this. Oh yeah, ex- exactly. It's not. I don't think it'll be prescriptive because you know. Yeah. Not, we're not very good at this. to the beginning. Hi everybody, welcome to Self-Critical Hits. I'm Miles. I'm David. I'm Casey. I'm Jason. I'm Caleb. Well, maybe we can just start to uh, eating up some eating up some some tape uh, talking about things we, we consume media and things we consume this week too. Because that's yeah, always yeah. a... Yeah, we didn't talk about that much last That's time. always yeah. a good one. Turn the music. I forgot to turn the music off during fiasco. Oh, it's totally fucking sucks. That's okay. It, you know, I don't think we'll probably publish the fiasco. Although we might. That's like still our most that was, that popular was, fucking episode is the fiasco actual play. Oh, yeah. seriously? Like that's the most downloaded. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people who are looking for fiasco examples. Well, and there's like really not a lot of actual play because I think it's hard to, it's hard to get a recording of it that's not completely fucking rambly. Right. Exactly. Because so much of the game is like making shit up as you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think that like. I think we like it, w- it was the first time we'd ever played it that recording, so like we didn't have maybe we didn't have the rules down enough to like mm-hmm. to fuck about. <laughs> like we right. just went super straight to the point and just got down to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is the most sober game of fiasco that we played. Mm. Like, yeah, in quite some time. Nobody is like chemically altered in any way. Exactly. Yeah, no drinking girl. It's very rare for us. That's yeah. I was I was thinking about that too for the for the cast this week. It, it can totally be energy cast now because I'm not. Fucking wicked! <laughs> <laughs> no, no tapping the blue mana. Yeah, yeah. No, energy cast that. day after New Year's Eve, yeah. and everybody else is hungover. But energy! I can't do like that anymore. I didn't even make it till midnight last night. I was I totally wimped mm-hmm. out. I was in bed by eleven thirty. I fell asleep as soon as the midnight noise died down. There was like one big cheer, and then that's all I remember. Yeah. yeah, I barely even watched the fireworks. Yeah, I apparently just woke me up at midnight or tried to, but yeah, I was I was dead to the world for whatever reason. I was yeah. All the way, I was like ready for bed at like eight last night. It was I terrible. Just, I just barely got any sleep because yeah. the big adventure that we had like two days before Christmas, our big enchanted holiday romp. It was something one of my friends organized, and we just like well met at her house and had like our alcohol of choice, and then we like walked to the Seattle Center and walked all the way down to the water. We walked all the way to the Belltown. They walked back up and then wandered back at the Highline. Yeah. But, uh, so I didn't sleep for uh, about a day and a half. So I had no sleep, and then like I didn't sleep when I was in Memphis because I went to my own room and I like, my sleep schedule was off. Yeah. So I, when it came time for New Year's Eve stuff, I was like, <laughs> nothing. Stay yeah. at home and becoming human again. <laughs> because you hate to, you know, turn into a werewolf out there on the streets and <laughs> maul a tourist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was talking earlier, but I like. I've been so spending so much time with the new X Men game for the Xbox Live, or like the new old X Men game, mm-hmm. and because like I've been wanting really bad as I've been reading the the chronological X Men to play a good X Men video game. I mean, we and you know X Men Destiny is out there somewhere in the future, but it's not here now. Yeah, like I'm I'm almost to the point of like wanting to make uh, my own thing with like Ruby or something, <laughs> just fake it. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the age to play a superhero campaign. Man, yeah, it's and really I'm seriously bad. You and I need to talk about that and like decide on a decide on like a. I think we just play face rip. You know, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm a it's easy. Okay it's with. simple. And when a question comes up, does so and so happen? I mean, I guess I say yes. Okay. <laughs> how would Chris Claremont write it? That's fine. It's like, but, it's like, but, you know, it's so easy to do. And I didn't like the second edition of of Marvel, like the unface rip, the epic. 
Well, yeah, I got into that. But phase trip, you can part something out in hours. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very interested in that. And like, yeah, if 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 you guys are down, I would I would love to run a shitty like would, yeah. stereotypical. Blowing stuff up, superhero campaign. Fuck yeah, that's the I'm cool thing about Phase Rip. It's easy to blow shit up. Like it's sure. all splashy, big kapow sakis and yeah, everything well, that happens is huge. What about like a, like super villain campaign? That could be pretty fun. Yeah, like that could be kind of hot. Yeah. If it's just, or like you know, like a scenario where it's like uh, trying to wipe out the the big superhero, like you know, mm. trying to kill Superman. Something. Yeah, that could be or pretty like fun. all like uh, Gotham's criminals, like. Coming together to kill Batman or the big campaign. I mean, I got really spoiled in high school because we had again a villains and vigilantes campaign. It was run by somebody who was like the best GM of the world because he was obsessed, but he was like one of the worst guy to hang out with because he was so incredibly yeah. obsessed. But I mean, they ran that game. And my group of gamer friends from that era I met when I was in high school, and they ran that game. It ran for about fifteen years, and so this is like this huge. We did a retcons, we had continuity and everything. And it was yeah. villains and vigilantes, it was eighties RPG stuff, so the I mean, it's just like when you see in what the fuck D and D, like all the like written stuff for it was terrible, horrible, yeah. like horribly unbalanced and stupid names, and it was a randomly generated powers table, so you could get all this fucked up shit. Yeah. And one of the one of the most fun one shot games we had, we just picked out like all these random villains from the villain handbook. And there was like this alien that looked like a stalk of broccoli that could just he could just like make stuff out of thin air and there was another guy what was it he could um that just bounce like a rubber ball and it, it, all these weird stuff but we were like you know minor league villains trying to take down one like, <laughs> with shit superhero. powers with shit powers trying to take down a superhero and that was that was actually pretty fun but yeah it could be real good a superhero game like, one, one. I'll have to down I'll have to find a uh, find the phase reports oh and I mean yeah I don't know I haven't I haven't watched a lot of new or interesting, like, new media. I was going to say, I haven't watched a lot of interesting media, but I, it's interesting to me. I don't know. Like, I've been watching a ton of uh, Parks and Recreation. Have you guys seen that show? Oh, so fucking yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But... Yeah, like, Amy Peller and Aziz Ansari and a bunch of other people. And, yeah, it's just, like, it's, it's like, kind of like the British office. Like, it's uh, awkward people in bad situations humor. I don't really like the British office that much. Actually, I like it. I just don't like the, um, like, guy... Uh, Steve Carell's Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. I really just don't like like him as a, a comedian all that much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's he's kind of, he's, he's supposed to hate him in that show though. No, well, it's, it's not just it's not just that <laughs> show. Like, there's also the um, yeah. the invention of lying. Yeah, it's a terrible movie, and he's that, terrible in it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I watched I don't it on like the that. plane. And um, but there he does have this. Uh, he has his own talk show, the really? uh, Ricky Gervais show. And they did they do podcasts for it and like they animate the podcasts, huh. which I think would be funny if we did that. Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, but there's this one guy on the podcast that always like they always bring him in and he always talks about monkeys. <laughs> like that's all he does. It's, it's his whole like stick is like he talks about monkeys and he'll just like pull stuff like out of like he'll. That's an interesting up, niche, like an interesting like Gallagher esque kind of niche. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> monkey like, jokes. Like, well, it's not just like monkey jokes. So like, he'll be like, uh, yeah, I read too. something in the paper today about like there was this fire in New York on this on, like skyscraper building. The firefighters got there, and but they just happened to bring the short ladders that day. So like, they got this. So they just got this like chimpanzee from the zoo, and they set the chimpanzee up there to put up the fire. David, can you be the monkey guy on our show? Yeah. Can <laughs> you bring like a monkey guy. fact every week? That's yeah. awesome. Actually, you have to keep on top and make sure he's doing his monkey research yeah. for yeah. his yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
We've been watching the IT crowd. Oh, did you see, I think it was on Boing Boing where they showed the packaging for the new oh, IT yeah. crowd. And they even have like a little RPG board game. Which yes. So nice. Awesome. So Richmond, the office god. So Well, there's all those like other shows. Um, like there's Mighty Boosh. Yeah. And there's um, Garth Rangi's Dark Place. Yeah. yeah like, I just, I just, I never really got into Mighty Boosh, but I... I think the episode of the IT crowd I love the most is where they have a dinner party at Jen's home. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like Maurice and um, uh, the other guy and uh, Rich, yeah, Roy and Richmond the Goth, and they're meeting her friends, and there's like the, the, the one girl that like is completely socially awkward that hooks up with Richmond. <laughs> and, and Roy's like, trying to pick drunk, all the girls yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. drunk chick. And, 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 like, and yeah. the woman that plays the drunk chick I've seen on um, Mitchell and Webb's Show that, that Mitchell and Webb look. That Mitchell and Webb look. She's, she does like um, the sexy girl roles on that Mitchell and Webb look. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that about show. British sketch comedy that like, you know, they're pretty much shows with a bunch of dudes and then they have one woman who's every woman. I mean like in Python with like Carol <laughs> yeah. Cleveland where every yeah. single woman be the mom and the ingenue and the sexy woman and yeah. the grandma <laughs> exactly. and the daughter and yeah. The, actually the Three Stooges did that too. There was like the one lady that played all of the female roles all throughout the whole Three Stooges. So, so it's a tradition then. Yeah, so. I guess so. <laughs> I've been hearing great things about Black Swan. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Jess went and saw that the other week and oh, yeah. really liked it. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last, <laughs> last week on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. We're We're <laughs> I am so offended that there's that she's not going to turn into anything. <laughs> not okay. Would she be like a human-sized swan or like yes. a sized swan? Yes. <laughs> big to, I guess she wouldn't have to be very like, big swan. Yes, I'm missing the point of the movie. That's going to be. The, you <laughs> yeah. guys just don't get it, man. Don't get it. <laughs> That's going to be the next World of Darkness splat. <laughs> I watched this movie, um, and it's not good, but it was, <laughs> but it was interesting. It's this horror movie, and I think I either got it off Netflix or the Redbox dollar rental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Jennifer with one N. Oh yeah, that's good. I liked it. And kinda. I remember it reminded me of of Teeth, you know, about the vagina dentata, mm-hmm. just because. It seemed like it would be something you'd watch, like they'd show you in a women's studies class, and then you'd talk about afterwards, mm-hmm. like the conflation of the feminine with the monstrous, and what is this movie doing, playing on that theme, and how does that, rep- you know, mirror and represent dominant cultural norms and things like that. But, um... Smart guy. Yeah. I just thought... Elevating it, the discussion. I just... No, I just thought it was interesting... That the monster, you know, it, it's it's the kind of like monster that it's not like Freddy Krueger supernatural monster. It's just like, well, here's this person, kind of like Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. You know, here's this person, and they're so fucked up they might be supernatural. Thank but you they, for specifying Jason from Friday. Not the not not our Jason. <laughs> yeah, not this Jason. No, <laughs> not not. Yeah, no, that was Jason. that was an interesting movie. Yeah, it was like, uh, what was it like that she was all creepy and monstrous looking but everyone wanted to do her yeah she had like a really fucked up face but her body was like smoking hot and she just walked around naked all the time so like waiting for men to rescue her waiting for men to rescue her and um like at first they would like her because she gave like you know really good head or whatever 
But um, and she's all needy. Yeah, yeah, she's all needy, like a woman. Like just um, like, like a woman. Like women are, <laughs> you know. But then, like they would catch her eating pets and, and things, and eventually start she'd start eating people. Yeah, it's, it's I found I found that one pretty good, pretty interesting. Well, it's so interesting. I, so I just googled not exactly that movie, scary. And the review I brought up the first sentence, first two sentences are: I need a shower, a long hot scalding shower. Something to watch off, wash off the fit disgust after watching Jennifer. I can't stop thinking about it, and I wish I could. <laughs> so, so that's a pretty strong recommendation right there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm totally putting that in my queue. I'm gonna I can't get around that on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one of those, isn't it one of the, like, uh, it's part of a series. Yeah, it's Masters one of those Masters of Horror. Of horror. Yeah. And those are so hit and miss. Yeah, like sometimes some of them are awesome and some of them are really not. No, speaking of, like, intellectual feminist analyses of, of not kind of moderate, not so great, mediocre horror movies. Um, Showgirls. Showgirls. <laughs> I was going to say zombie strippers. Oh, yeah. Zombie strippers. I haven't seen that. Is, no, <laughs> that it just looked too horrible to watch. Really, it has some one-liners in it, which are like you need to watch it in the correct frame of mind, which is severely chemically altered. Then, okay, like a drinking game out of it. It's quite entertaining. But but oh. that is the only movie to this day I've ever walked out of. Really, yeah. zombie strippers? You walked out of that? No, movie? not zombie strippers. Oh. No, not showgirls. 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 I don't know. I, it's it's hard for me not to stop on that when it's on cable though, because it's like it's just. Every single thing that comes out of any of their mouths is so terrible. I've never watched it, like, more than 15 minutes at a time, that movie. Um, well, I don't think I probably have either. I, yeah, I just yeah, love I watching that one stuff, just watching a scene and going, wow, that is a bad movie. Yep. Have you seen the, uh, it's on YouTube, the, it's like the trailer mashup of the Showgirls trailer with the audio from the Black Swan trailer? Really? <laughs> so oh my god, good. I want to see yeah. that. I'm going to have to yeah. find that. It's quite <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's the new CGI movie with the owls? My parents made me oh, watch Guardians that. Oh, Guardians of Gahul. Yeah. I would like it. I would quite it's like okay. it. It's okay. Yeah. It's entertaining. Don't need to watch it. Sounds it's very, Zack Snyder, very, isn't very it? Red Wally. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very Red Wally. Yeah. I liked the Red Wall books. I read the first year, and then it's kind of like the same book over and over again. I think we've talked about this before. It's like, oh, yeah. a mouse who wants to please his father, and he has a sword. All right, then. Well, well, it's an otter this time. Okay. And different. And you different brought species, to my attention, yeah, different the essentialism. <laughs> yeah, all moles are cockney. Cockney. Yeah, well, the moles are the dwarves, basically. They're the well, and, fantasy dwarves with. And like, yeah, but I mean, even and, 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 and all rats are have, evil and dishonest, and uh, you know that's the rats, you know, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, even even dwarves have nobles and shit. Like there's Thor and Oakenshield. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's very there's true. no nobles in the moles. They're all. You know, they're all working class. Working class Joes. Yeah. They're all Joe sits back. Speaking of dwarfly things, I'm going to out you as a fucking dwarf fortress, dwarf fortress addict. Yeah, I am. Mr. Caleb. Yeah, I am. <laughs> How's that going? Well, I have begun constructing my magma forges. <laughs> so it's going well. Going swimmingly. Yes. Yay. I still need to get down on that. I'm able to lock down my fortress and defend against kobold sieges. Sieges. Awesome. Those guys are dicks. They are. Keep them out. Yeah, I I totally need to get stoked on Dwarf Fortress. It's like, I I feel like I have to put myself on video game restriction, though, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes so long to learn. Like, you know, I sat down for, like, six hours, and I was determined to learn how to play the game. And I, you know, there were several times when I got really frustrated. Because, <laughs> like, you'll read a tutorial, and it'll, it'll be, everything will be fine, and they'll say, Now, 
chain a dog to a rope outside your fortress. And I'll be like, how the fuck do I do that? Like, chain a dog to a rope? How do I set a rope? Blah, you know? Because <laughs> it's all counterintuitive. The controls are just all counterintuitive. And I was reading about the game, and one thing that's really a drawback is that it's all single-threaded. Like, the way that it's coded. So it can... If you, like, have a multi-core processor, mm-hmm. it can still only use one of those. Ever. Oh, so it's going to be moving as slow. Yeah. Oh, so the, frame, like, the frames per second will be really slow if you have too oh, many dwarves. Or one of the things you have to watch out for is animals. Because your animals will breed. And it's, like, mm-hmm. really common in Dwarf Fortress. Like, get way people, too many animals. Yeah, people that. will call it, like, a cat explosion. It's <laughs> like, your cats will just all breed. And you pretty much have to butcher your kittens and eat them. Like, that's the only way to prevent this from I understand happening. the burlap sacks and rivers, also. No, it's, it's a game mechanic. It's a game mechanic to... Oh, we're, yeah, we're talking about the game. And yes, in this game. <laughs> that we have immediately made up. I'm still doing the Minecraft and still loving it. They just released the newest update and um, the whole. there's been some really nice skins out for it. And you guys gotta play this game. I keep. I, almost, I, I almost, want to. I almost don't want. It's completely worth the money. And I. One of the reasons why I love it so much is that I've been reading this guy's devlog like way from the beginning. I mean, he's just like a nice average guy, and he kind of quit and he wanted to do this game and poured poured his heart and soul into it. And before they finally, I mean, it just came out of beta. He had made three million fucking dollars, and this is just like one dude who wow. spent all this time doing living this the dream. Completely. Holy shit! And he seems like he seems wow. like a fairly decent guy. But, uh, yeah. What all do they do? God, like, sometimes you win. Yeah, seriously. Awesome. I've never played the multiplayer, though, which which are all in this world, like, building stuff together. Or maybe not, where you can just tear down your buddy's ship. Mm. So as it it up, which would make it really cool. But I, I'm determined to do Falling Water. Frank Lloyd writes Falling Water oh, in yeah. Minecraft. I'm like, because the big <laughs> like... What's falling? The the it's, house that he has with the big waterfall that goes through the middle of it. Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright, it's like a, a it's, famous house. The only reason why I... Like, finally got into Dwarf Fortress is because I found a tile set that didn't make me want to rip my eyes out. That's, you know, I was gonna say, if, if it's that, like, fiddly and intense and frustrating and it doesn't look good, I don't think I could hang it. Yeah. You know, the last, I, the last time I spent <clears throat> that kind of dedication to learning the ins and outs of a game like that, it's like, I played NetHack, like, back in the day for a long, long time, and it, I just, I can't, I can't stare at those little... I mean, there used to have a certain amount of term, like when you play um, Kingdom of Loathing, and like, yeah. that whole section yeah. makes fun of that, that hack, but it's just, it gets really boring, and also those games, like, uh, it's so depth intense, and like, there's so many things you can do in that hack to just completely screw up your chances of doing an ascension, Yeah, so many ways to die, and I must have played that game off and on for easily six years, and I never actually finished the game. It's like, so huh. freaking easy to die. Like, there's, back. there's a lot of like retro games that are extremely flawed and very frustrated and, and there's a million ways to make them unwinnable. Like a lot, there's a lot of text-based games that are like that. Just, yeah. just the yeah, like mm-hmm. the, an idea that has totally disappeared from game design. I mean that you know that you can really fuck up in step one and not know until like step fourteen. Yeah, how fucked you I, are. I don't see how anybody ever thought that was fun, entertaining. <laughs> yeah. It's just like we've talked about before. The old school D and D modules like Tomb of Horrors. There are so many insta kill, mm-hmm. like not your yeah, fault. Yeah, save or die. Even, even if you do like smart, make smart decisions, yeah. you just fucking die. And I. I I didn't like that like back when it was new, and I, I can't imagine how like that's how the gaming industry as a whole operated for years. But that used to be its whole genre. I mean, remember Dirk the Daring? <laughs> Hit this button at this exact second right now, or else you're yeah, you died within point 
three seconds. Dragon Slayer? Dragon Slayer, yeah. That was Dirk the Dairy. I love that Dragon game. I, I saved up my money and sent away for the little book and memorized all the moves and got to where I could beat it. And I just wow. like, you know, arcade. If it had been at a point where in my life where I've been having sex, I would have had so much sex. But it was just like, <laughs> whatever the eight-year-old equivalent is for that, I was just really cool. I, I, I was the coolest Dragon Slayer player. <laughs> I was the coolest nerd ever. ever at the mall video game place. The mall arcade. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, but how much money did I pile into that thing just to learn these preset moves? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I. It's it's so weird. That's used to be how video games ran because I spent so many hours, like when I was really young, like sitting in front of a Texas Instruments computer, screaming at it because it wouldn't take me my two word command in whatever text adventure I was playing. Yeah, it wouldn't let me get sword or wouldn't let me like get torch or you had to figure out like how the designer was thinking of yeah or what sword. word you use like yeah. you know obtain sword yeah. and, there, and there's no FAQ to go read no completely <laughs> not thing. like there is no getting on the internet and cheating and finding out what the yeah. at least with some of them you get kind of a clue what you did wrong because it'll say like I don't understand sword yeah. but some of them are just like huh and the Infocom games were pretty good about that like they had a pretty good parser and like a pretty a decent vocabulary, and I think yeah. you could e also get the little Invisiclues booklets. It was like little hint booklets that you could buy for the, each game that they put out, and you had a, the way it worked, it had like the highlighter pen, and so it didn't like have a question like, how do I do the so-and-so? And you could like highlight, it had like three different sections to highlight, one was like mild hint, super hint, huh. and then the last one, so you could kind of choose how much of a hint you wanted. But yeah, that's... Yeah, I can never get into text-based games just because of that reason. Yeah, that's just figuring out figuring out like how to get just make stuff work. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had that. I had that same like the time when all my friends were getting into text-based games and like muds and all that stuff was at the same time that I was super stoked on Super NES RPGs and yeah. it was just no contest. Oh, absolutely. It was like yeah. I could go and try and figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to type into this thing, or I could play Final Fantasy. You know, whatever, Final Fantasy VI or any of the yeah. genius ones. Um, they call it interactive fiction now, but there's still like a really big fan base for it, and they have like writing contests and some of the stuff I played is really clever. And now the parsers are better, but I, I think that that time period is gone. What I what it is really good for is to get somebody, especially a kid who's not very computer savvy or somebody who doesn't play like a lot of um, console games, mm -hmm. and sit up in front of like say the original Zork, especially if it's a pretty bright kid, and say, "There you go," and let them because you invent the whole story in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You the framework you have to draw a map and so it's, it's something that can keep like non-gamers really busy but I, I think that there's still a, a an interest in text-based gaming just because like I see on the something awful forums on the let's play forum there's they're always doing adventure textbooks yeah, like yeah. um not textbooks like school but like you know like like uh Fighting fantasy and choose your own adventure type stuff. Lone wolf. Lone wolf. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're always having those threads, yeah. and you know most of them get to gold. They're very popular, and you know I always see at like used bookstores those books get snatched up right away. Yeah. There's this game, this RPG out right now. It's called Action Castle. And it's made to uh, emulate like text-based games. Oh, that's hilarious! Um, so it's like a little book that you get, a, and it, you, you totally are like it's a, supposed to be a party game too. So you're asking the room, okay, you know, you come to this into this corridor, and you can go left or right, and they have to pick, and they can you know give commands, but there's a limited list of commands they can give, and I guess it's, I don't know. I totally want to get into it. There's a, and there's a that handful of other cool. ones, Action Castle, and like there's a Jungle one, and there's oh, so I saw this thing. I saw two things. First thing I saw an ad for I saw three things. <laughs> we have three secret weapons. Uh, first I saw an 
preview for a horror movie called The Right. Have, have you guys seen this? Like no. it's no. Anthony Hopkins and some other dude, and like it's all uh, creepy Catholic possession business. Ooh. And like I don't know, it just okay. I just saw like the teaser trailer, but my God, it looks super the cool. The Right. It's okay. coming out this like this month, and uh, you can, you see people. I think it's like about Anthony Hopkins, and he's the Catholic priest, and he's getting possessed. And so, like, he's supposed to be investigating all this weird demonic stuff, and then he, and he's like, what's happening to me? And, you know, getting all creepy. Okay. That looks good. That's one. Mm-hmm. That's one. Two, have you guys seen that they're remaking Conan? No. They are? They're doing this. I, I have a no, deep and a fight. Uh, some fucking no-name. I don't even know. He, he is, he is you know, appropriately, like, large and swarthy and, like... Is he like I don't know, hopefully monosyllabic, he, he's too. Not, I hope he's not like a professional wrestler. I bet he's probably like one of the... I, I haven't done the research, because you know me, I don't do the research. If, if you haven't heard of him, that's a good sign. It's not like The Rock. Yeah. And I, he, maybe he's like one of those UFC dudes or something, but I, yeah. he, he wasn't a name I had heard. Oh, please let him do it well. I mean, yeah. one of the things... I, I love those movies. I love anything Dino De Laurentiis touches. Yeah. I love like the soundtrack. I love the font they use for the credits. Like everything about my movie. favorite scene in Conan when Arnold punches the camel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just, just socks that camel in the face. Everything about it like does such a good job of evoking the emotions I got when I read the original series. Yeah, I really hope that they keep that and not put like electric guitars on the soundtrack. And it, it, it could they, be really bad. Like yeah, I, I yeah. almost out of hand want to just like deny that its existence <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. barbarians. Be informed. Yeah. Barbarians okay, like barbar. It's good, but Conan the Destroyer is so good, and like it's such a touchstone of my childhood. Yeah. And, like, oh, I, the I, second one was so good too. Yeah, that's all. the second one. Yeah, it's the Destroyer with Grace Jones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one they're remaking. The, the Destroyer. No, I don't know which one. I don't. I think they're. I think it's a new storyline altogether. Like they're not remaking. Yeah. I, oh, I they'll probably call it Conan the Destroyer because yeah. you know. Or Conan the Barbarian is what they'll call it. Yeah. Because that's the known. Oh, why can't they call it Conan the Conqueror? Yeah. You know, just give it a new name. I even used to like the uh, the cartoon. Like, the cartoon had all I kinds of like. I remember a cartoon. Oh, I vaguely remember. It cartoon. used to show. I only. Yeah. It, it used to show after the X Men cartoon on yeah. Saturday mornings in like 1992. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it was it was cool and it followed the books kind of more. Like it was all about his. Uh, you know, trying to find the way to, like, get his family to not be turned to stone by set. And, like, his, his family was all still turned to stone. Because there, there were still so many good characters. Like, I forget the name of the female pi- pirate that he meets. And um, She was she was in the cartoon. Um, the the big stereotypical African warrior dude was in yeah, the cartoon. Um, his name. <clears throat> Did you guys ever play the, the Conan game, video game? The, like, uh, MMO? The newer one for there, Xbox? There's a, there's a video game. No, it was more like a God track. of War... Huh. Type of game. I tried to play it, and it was like the controls were too wonky for me. It was really kind of God of War, but it's yeah. just, it like an endless hmm. beat up type of thing. Yeah. It, just, it didn't pull it off with the same panache that God of War did. I, I wanted to like the MMO. I even probably was, I was even thinking about like getting internet just so. I could yeah, like I would, when, it, when it was about to come out, I was all excited about but it too. But the reviews were so universally bad. Well, and some of the choices they made, like the. You can make topless female characters. It's like, oh, you have so the wrong attitude going into this. Yeah, <laughs> you're so not getting it. I never put. That. I think it's the MMOs like put now, right? Uh, I don't or know. Um, so. I, I I know it's there's trying hard to sell it on like GameStop or whatever, but you know I don't know if it still is active. Um, oh, so the thing three. Thing three. Yeah. Thing three. Okay, so and this is is a challenge that I feel has been uh, thrown down. I was on the Twitters like I do. And uh, this other podcaster, who is uh, a member of Spooky Outhouse as well, so we're in, you know very August, and uh, 
series or something company. Um, but uh, this guy Clyde Rower, who um, has a podcast called Theory from the Closet, is uh, put out tweeted this thing. Um, is are there any RPG podcasts that are doing that are not just trying to be the podcast or Fear the Boot or do actual play? You know, pretty much what we do, like you know, irreverent panel discussion, where like you know we we talk a lot of shit and we laugh at stuff and we make jokes about nerdy topics and then we try and ta- sort of halfway ta- tackle some topic throughout the show and uh, yeah and that's yeah. it and there's and that's kind of like it's either that or actual play is what everybody's doing. This guy Clyde has kind of a different show in that he does a very like journalism kind of interview show where oh, wow. he's you know he gets game designers and just sits down and has like super intense you know real deal interviews with them. But yeah, that it kind of got me thinking like where else is there to go? Like, what is the if if we were going to do something that was not just irreverent panel discussion or actual play, which are the two like easy roads to go? Like where you know what 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 would we do? Um. I mean, and I have I have some thoughts. Like, well, one thing that you and I, and James, were kind of talking about, and Caleb said he was interested in, was writing a game, and we could do like very. I mean, it'd be difficult because we like to talk. It would be yeah. difficult to keep us on topic, but we could do like a very a kind of a game design series, yeah a, very, yeah, a very structured outline of how what we want to talk about and like have specific questions and have discussions about yeah. that. There was a podcast like a year ago that did that too. Um, like a couple of guys uh, were were designing this transhumanist uh, science fiction RPG, and it was like. I don't, I don't know how, like, the game ended up never being made, and I don't know, but it sounded like there was too much disagreement between them, like, they couldn't get over some of their fundamental conflicts about what the game should be about, so, like, I, I wonder, like, the, I think there'd definitely be the hazard of that, like, you know, we all have these great ideas, and we get them built up to a point where we all care about them so much that we don't want them to be fucked up by the other people. <laughs> yeah, we want them to be a part of the game, and yeah, that's that. But yeah, I like that. I like that idea, and I mean, part of that would be too. Like any game we design, as in that capacity, would be this game is free. You know, you own this game already by listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was also thinking like, it's kind of like two two vectors down which you could go. You could become like more analytical and like journalism y, and like you know either do like a news show or like a criticism show or like a you know something like that, or go down like the entertainment path Mm -hmm. and. So that, and I was thinking about that, like, like a variety show, or like, you know, can uh, <laughs> we get a guy in a gorilla suit to knock over a vegetable cart? Like, well, yeah, but it's, all, but it's all audio. It's all audio. <laughs> My cabbages. Stop, <laughs> <a> gorilla. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we have somebody shake the, the sheet of metal. Yeah. Right? Thunderstorm. What, what, is, what is that called? The sound effects. Oh, things. I don't know. There's Sound like effects. a no. Like, there is a there is a fully sound. Yeah, fully. Yeah, fully. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. I mean, if the, the Mitchell and Webb, we were just talking about the Mitchell and Webb look earlier, the TV show, and, uh, and they originally started out as a radio show. And yeah. I think we totally could do like several gaming related sketches. See, that's yeah. I was thinking podcast. If, we, if it was like sketch <laughs> comedy, that could be really pretty good. But yeah, and then or like like a debate show might be cool. Mm-hmm. Although that's like it, that takes some doing because you'd have to find you know. You'd have to be able to Our disagree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, we're, and we're also simpatico. <laughs> we'd have, have to be able to disagree about just disagreeing into your story. Oh, we could, we, could ar- we could get James to argue about something. I think we've yeah, got our first, our first episode with James on one side, Ken on the other. <laughs> well, and that's kind of why I like the, the variety show idea, too, because then it could be all those things. And it's just like little little segments, you know, little snippets, little mm-hmm. things. I think that might be interesting. And I'm I'm... I'm definitely keen to like try and do something that other people aren't doing. 
But yes. I, I mean, I think there are bars to that too. Like, I think there are reasons why this is what kind of everybody does. Yeah. Is because, you know, none of us are getting paid <laughs> to do this. Mm-hmm. Is all, yeah. We're doing it in our spare time, well, so we don't want to do something that's labor intensive. And how easy it is, is it, like, to, like, if you're, if we're going to go down, like, exactly, the journalism yeah. path, like, how easy is it to, like, get, like, to get an interview? Yeah. How easy is it to get, like, an interview with, like, somebody who's, like, a game designer, developer? Producer, you know, See, like, as quote unquote official. Official, yeah, like, like I, I think though maybe not that hard because like uh, especially for like indie game designers, they want to sell their stuff. You know, we yeah. are kind of in the right city for it, and we so. are. Yeah, we, we there are. are a lot of of those people wandering the yep. streets of hey, Seattle. We, we can we can find Mike Wills' house. We can yeah. find we can <laughs> go to Wizards of the we, Coast all today. Have, all we have to do is go on what is it? Spale? What, what's, what's that? What's we could, like, we, we I know, know, I know something, but we I, could do I, like I a journalism. Oh, now you have to say it. Okay, here's an idea. We could do like a journalism comedy thing, like where we stalk these people to get an interview. I totally want to know what Caleb was going to say. I hate when you give a build up like that and don't deliver, Caleb. We, we oh, can cut it out just, later. Well, well, mean, well, yeah, we can edit it out. No, I was, no. I was just saying that you know, um, I shouldn't say. That. Uh, uh, come <laughs> on, I'll, I'll we edit say, this out. We say horrible stuff all the time. I was just yeah. gonna say James that we a, could get an interview with the creator of Cinepuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. We oh, we we, we like know. <laughs> you guys do. Fuck, but do we want to? Oh, no. I mean, because sure, he'd talk. <laughs> he, would. Oh, he would love to come here and talk. We could, we could do a podcast of him, and then um, we can go back and we can just do um, a commentary on the podcast. <laughs> or, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Just <laughs> let him talk because he'll say things. He will he say is. very wrong things. <laughs> he, says horrible, he says horrible things. I'm, See, these are the sort of people that give gaming a bad name. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like to think that's a dying breed, though. You know, I, I, I think so. Yes, uh, I think that there will always be people who are like absolutely what? don't fit in socially and are a little crazy on top. Yeah, outlet like everybody else. Well, and that's I, why I made the internet. Well, and that's the thing. I, I mean, gaming that encourages that. that. The gaming equivalent of, of the wet spot, like <laughs> what the wet spot is to kink, the, the, the cinnabar is to. So, so, so people who are not familiar with Seattle, just Google Seattle and wet spot in quotes, and you'll find it. Oh, we can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't be talking about. Miles is gonna edit this out, right? Some of it, Most maybe. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bleep the name part. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll leave Cinnabar though. Yeah. <laughs> talking about antisocial uh, or you know just dicks who get into gaming. Like I, I hope that's a dying breed, but I think you're right in that. Like this hobby will always attract fucking social misfits. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it attracts people the same way that dicks. like handguns attracts attract like not everybody who has a handgun is crazy, but I think it's just like. You know, anything that, like, either can let you escape from reality or control it to a certain degree, it's always gonna, so you're always gonna find, like, a certain number of handgun owners who are just fucking nuts. Yeah, I've always... always find a certain number of gamers, either tabletop or video game, that are just fucking nuts. I think, like, tabletop gaming in particular, though, like, I've always kind of thought, and this is uh, my, you know, horrible bias against nerds everywhere, but that, like, a lot of... uh, you know, the reason why those go together so closely, you know, uh, socially stunted, awkward people and tabletop gaming is that, of course, they want a system of rules for social interaction where, like, they, they don't have to think of something clever to say or, like, know when the right time to pipe up is or, like, the, the rules will tell them when, they're, when they have to talk and what they're supposed to say. And, right. <clears throat> and at the same time, uh, you know, give this kind of carte blanche for whatever kind of antisocial behavior you want. Yeah. Well, it also <clears throat> creates... 
a persona that they can hide under. Yeah, it's it's like the internet before the internet. Exactly. You know? yeah. Anonymity, yeah. kind of. It really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think, and also, like, any kind of success in a game has to do with how well you can manipulate, especially old-school RPGs, like we keep mentioning. It has to do with, you know, system mastery, how well mm-hmm. you manipulate the numbers, yeah. and, you know, whether or not you're one of those particular types of nerds who's good with numbers, at least is in black and white. And it's a lot easier to understand than when is it appropriate to talk to somebody. Yeah. You get victory on something that's a roll of the dice that you can see executed right in front of you. Or there's, yeah, the flip side, which is, like, my <clears throat> high school group, where... Like, it wasn't as much about, you know, who could build the most massive character as who was loudest. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's who drove the game that session was, you know, it was, it was me or one other dude. And we were the people who were, it was Imagine about. if real life was like that. Like, you go to the bar and, you know, you roll to see if your drink is strong. If you roll to see, you roll, you roll to see, like, to see if, if you can, like, talk to you. If you can, like, withstand Let's see, I rolled a 20. You're going home with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, deuce. We'll see, yeah. that actually that actually happened in some of my high school games. Like, not that we went to a bar because we were way too nerdy for that. But it was, like, it got really uncomfortable when your your buddy across the table from you totally wanted to be like, I go into a bar, do I get drunk? Oh, I get drunk. And or there's a really hot chick, oh, I'm going to roll and see. Now I'm going to roll. I went through the time period of roll a d12 to see how long your dick is. Oh, my God. <laughs> What, what rule system is that? Uh, fatal? Is that? Have you seen that? No. Okay, uh, so Fatal is this... I, I have not read the book, but I, I kind of want to just as like a kind of scientific thing. Um, it's There, there are stats in Fatal for uh, anal circumference. There anal stats. circumference? Yes. This game is called Fatal? F-A-T-A-L? F-A-T-A-L. It stands for something terrible. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's got stats for all kinds of terrible things and like averages for different like ages. Because, you know, sometimes you might need to know the anal circumference of that, like, 12-year-old or whatever. Like, this like it's not okay. So, uh, so that's got, horrible. So I'm afraid you guys are ascribing this all to me. So, 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 uh, I checked to make sure Miles wasn't just perving on us because somebody has to be the perfect yeah. James in here. I, I have this the idea. No, 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 James, no Tori. Thank God you're here, Casey. Yeah, but you yeah. Have to do your job. You have to talk about porn. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's, what, that's what they usually do. But, but no, I think I have earned your keep. I've been talking about porn since I have my laptop here. And Fatal is an actual game. Yes. Fatal is a fantasy role-playing game with an unusual focus on sexual violence. The acronym stood for Fantasy Adventure to Adult Lechery in the free original edition, which was 900 pages long. Yeah, it's like that, too. It's like the RPG crossover to, like, S&M or something. That's exactly right. (laughs) And all the ratings on here are, like, out of 10, 1. If it were possible to give this a lower rating, I would. It's It's one of those ones that, like, it's it's got as much internet hate as Cinnabar does. Yeah. It's it's up there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a, I mean, that's one of those things. Like, I kind of like to read it as like a just to know, yeah, like just how horrible. So, it is. so, mm-hmm. I, like, so I can like, talk shit on it with authority. That's yeah. the reason why I looked up the the D and D sex books on book on Twerk because I wanted a to book read. of erotic fantasy. And it, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just, I mean, it wasn't like anything that was blatantly offensive. It was pretty mild and just basically was kind of like a a showcase for. It's yeah, like real life. You should be cool. D twenty seconds to do whatever they want, but it wasn't anything like roll to see how big. No, yeah, games. that one. No. The book of erotic fantasy is less horrifying than I would have thought. Yeah, What's I way more so horrifying too. is the uh, art. Yes, the yes. art. Weird. It's so funny. I'm always surprised by this niche, and I guess it's just nerds of a different type flocked together. You know, the stereotype of the nerd is of the unsexual person, and nerds are kind of like the most highly sexually driven people that I know. And it's really mm-hmm. funny because. Yeah, we were talking about the wet spot earlier, and uh, the people that I've known who've been members of the wet spot are also fellow nerds. They're like 
way, way, way into Firefly, and uh, yeah. you know, so I remember when um, I knew some people who knew some people, okay, but I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the Tolkien movies came out, a bunch of people I knew that were members of the Wet Spot, like, all went together to watch them, and they're gamers and nerds and big science, big science fiction fans, and mm -hmm. it's so funny how that tends to overlap, and I've also seen that overlap into the GLB2 community. Yeah. I wonder if that's just a Seattle thing. Hey, I think we just found our topic, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is what we wanted our topic kind of, to be. Kind of nerd anyway. stereotypes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I wonder if that's just a Seattle thing, because, like, you know, my experience with nerds has been totally atypical, at least from, like, what I see in the media and what it mm -hmm. seems like. You know, you're, you're right. The common portrayal is that, like, nerds are, like, these sexless, like, uh, you know, repressed, um you know, largely quiet, and, uh, you know, very, very, very small people. And I, like, the, the, the gamers I've known have all been, like, super, pretty much very extroverted, um, very, like, sexual, and, uh, not, not repressed in, in, in that way, mm -hmm. like... And so many of the nerds I've met, especially out here, they haven't been, like, the weird, sexless, bad-smelling nerds. They've been, like, the robust wench that works at the Ren Fair. Yes. Type of chick. Yeah. And, like, and, and her big bear boyfriend. Exactly, and, yeah. Even, I, even I, our stereotypical fat beards nerds, are, like... You know? Even our fat beards though, seem a little more progressive than, like, the, the average fat beard. I, don't know. I, I remember <laughs> one, of my, one, of my, one of my original gaming circle from high school, when I finally saw him, like, years before I left, like, before I came here, like, right before I left Memphis, I bumped into him. And he was doing SCA stuff, and I was like, Oh. Damn it, Randall, really, are you? And he was like, and I was like, and he's like, oh, yeah, and he's like, show me all this stuff. And then he was a really smart guy, and he was into a lot of armor and stuff, and I, he was, I was like, all right, so you spend your time doing this hobby, and it's cool, and it's like, oh, and like, you know, the girl I'm dating knows how to play the loot. And I was like, well, that's pretty rad. Yeah. And it's like, mm -hmm. and, but he had spent so much fucking money on his kit and everything else, and I was like, I was like, dude, why are you doing this? And he was like, well, you know, blah, 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 that's how I met my girlfriend, who I think is his wife, and blah, 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 and he's like, you would not believe how much sex we have. Like that's... when there's a meeting and a get-together, because you're basically camping out when there's like a big whatever the get-together is. And right. Like, you hear that, that about uh, about stuff. a lot of LARP stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like just basically an enormous, huge sex party. And he yes. said it was like, you know, what everybody band jokes camp. band camp is like. <laughs> In high school, yeah. it's like, it is just like non-stop guaranteed. And for he said, especially for some people who maybe are nerds and kind of socially awkward, it's guaranteed getting ready. That's, yeah. I, Which I remember cons being back in the day. Yeah. You got hotel rooms and, yeah. So yeah, go to Gen Con this year. <laughs> yeah. well, did you guys see the ad? I think they even joked about it on Penny Arcade about how somebody put a sex ad up when they're at PAX. And it was like, we're going to be, we're here for PAX and we have this room oh, yeah, and yeah. all come by. They even did like a <laughs> ad about that. it. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that was my experience, my first few experiences with cons back in, back in the day, back in high school and post high school. Years. Yeah, I remember hearing some, uh, it was an interview done, done on a podcast, uh, The Walking Eye, maybe six months ago. And there was this girl who, had like this horrible experience in like this LARP scene somewhere in the Midwest. But the one thing she said was like, especially as a woman, like, it's just like you have your pick. Like you can get with anybody because <laughs> there are so few women who are like in the hobby and so many of those men are so like just hard up and like <laughs> in need. It's interesting seeing like coming, just coming into the scene. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, it's especially nowadays it's to me more so maybe it's just my group of friends but so more socially acceptable we have more comic books made into movies yeah, yeah. we have more types of conventions it's yeah, just the whole mainstreaming of nerdiness yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so i feel like it's not just these 
certain stereotypes of these different people, it's expanding to these other groups of people. Like, there there may be the gaming geeks, but there are also the theater geeks yeah. who, you know... Right, and so, yeah, it's not, I guess it's not as much of, like, a, a niche thing. Like, if, you, if you're into this one thing, then, like, you're, you're also into these five other things. And, like, yeah. you can say, you know... If, if this person plays D&D, then they also read Robert E. Howard, and they also probably have a subscription to heavy metal, and they, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's way more that, like, there's not a, there isn't a stereotypical nerd anymore, kind of, like, there's... No. Hmm. And there, there are people who are nerds, like, like, I, I, I have a cousin, and he, that I never, didn't really get to know until I was an adult, and he is, like, an awesome dude, he's just, like, first he's, like, looks exactly like me, just bigger, and I come apparently I come from a long line of like bearded nerds. <laughs> and he, and he was one of them, and he's like, an I would icon. believe that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the force is strong. <laughs> <laughs> like a long line of bearded nerds. Like if you look at the pictures of my family, all the men in my family look exactly like this. But he's a, he's an IT. He lives in Portland. He's an IT dude, and he is not a. He plays video games, but he's not really a gamer nerd. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he played D and D back in the day. He is a huge not comic books, but. Um, animated fan. He, he can mm. recite any Bugs Bunny cartoon completely from memory mm. and almost huh. shit himself when I sent him a Ren and Stimpy box set. And it's completely a nerd. And like last time I visited, we went and saw the, the last Batman movie together because his partner mm. wouldn't go see it with him. But he is yeah. completely that nerdy guy. Nice. So, but he completely doesn't make fun of me for playing tabletop RPGs because well, people his partner laughs at him for like watching cartoons. So how was he going to? Yeah. And, and they watch Firefly. So maybe it's like it's we're reaching that point of like critical saturation where like yeah. everybody has something that they're into that they are a complete fucking dork about. Mm-hmm. Or, or in a sense, too, there are some people like, say, for instance, I have a friend that I've known for a really long time who's very much into science fiction, very much into anime, and very much into playing board games, but then... You mention RPGing to her, and she just goes, "Oh my God, I would never do that. Yeah. You're like, you're a nerd." You know, something that I think really helped kicked off nerd acceptance, at least when I got up here, kind of like occasionally snotty Seattle. I dated this girl who like made merciless fun of me just for playing video games, and I, I this is like. I was so whipped on this girl. I admitted to her that I played D&D in high school. I didn't tell her I was playing it like Friday night. Right. So didn't get that kind of situation sort of hiding. But, oh, yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I used to do that like last week. But, um, but she was a huge Buffy fan. Stupid, drooling, ravenous Buffy fan. And especially, I think, for the women I've met who haven't been gamers uh, or won't admit to being a nerd, I think Buffy was the big kickoff for a lot of people who normally would look, look down their noses at that. And it's like... Oh, Josh Whedon did something new? What's this firefight thing? I want to check it out. And well, that's I guess how it I'll go starts. That's how it starts. That's how we got Ken. It's it is how we well, science fiction. It also, with like going off on like Buffy and only not only just reaching the nerd and the comic book fan, but it also reaches the alternative scene, the interested in the paranormal, the the and, you know, quote unquote golf scene and women, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. The serious women. Yeah, fuck that. her anyway. She's with, she was a goth in, in high school. Who's this? I've seen pictures. This girl. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that. Yeah, I didn't like her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I'm, still, I'm still be talking about her all throughout the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I think, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit when we are trying to decide on a topic for tonight. But we really have reached that critical saturation point because, you know, I think it's a lot of it also has to do with the advent of the personal computer because people who work with computers most dis- 
are usually nerds and have like some sort of it, it forces us all to get a little nerdy yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so now nerds are ruling the world or at least they will as soon as the rest of the baby boomers die yeah, yeah. and but, everybody needs yeah. to know one to fix their shit <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly and now more people are, are following in, in, in that path and becoming nerds like taking IT careers and stuff like that if you weren't a nerd before you're probably going to be one by the time you get out right <laughs> get mm-hmm. your certification and get mm-hmm. into your first job and get to know your workmate I was very disappointed because I wanted something to be nerdy and it wasn't a couple years ago I didn't know what fantasy football was oh, oh yeah my friend and mentioned... so you're like Warhammer with like elves and dwarves like do you get to choose their stats do you level them up like and she's like, oh, no, you just choose players from different teams. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Real-life human players? We, yeah, that's not, like they have their own dudes? stats? <laughs> what? Do you play Blood Bowl? You, it's the it is that it's it is. It's, a, it's a fantasy it's it's a football video game but it's not very footbally and you have like elves and dwarves and Wait, goblins Warhammer it's called yeah. Blood Bowl oh yeah. Blood Bowl yeah the Warhammer guys make it it, yeah, was, it was a war game back in the day I think it's somebody else has the license now like it's yeah. been remade and stuff but, but it's, it's like orcs and yeah, yeah it's supposed to be real good yeah. uh, Marty fucking loves it Marty plays it he's totally I've like I've seen it like I want like I wanted to. Get it, but then again, like I just don't like sports. That's the, I'm I'm really reluctant to because I fucking loathe football. Like I can't yeah. get Every now and then I look at like the new Madden or whatever's coming out. And it's like, oh look, you can kind of design your own guy if you want. You get to dress him up in, in a uniform and give the team a name. And I'm like, that's well, okay, like how about the doll? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here, here's a question. Like, <laughs> which is like I I know people are, or I've completely. known people that like all they do is they they, they play video games. But the only video games they play are sports video games. Sure. Yeah. Like that's those, totally the like, frat guy. Yeah, they're thing. like they're and they play sports in real life in real yeah. life too. Like, that's totally mm-hmm. like the frat boy. I played Madden and Halo. Yeah, yeah. Sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, these guys, like the people I've known, like they don't even play Halo. They they just like play the, the Madden games and like baseball games, maybe soccer games. <clears throat> and That's it. And what, what's interesting like, to me in, in that I don't know if those are really. Yeah. I don't really know if those people are. You are in the really club. We <laughs> considered nerves because they're still jocks. No, I think I think that's so. I mean, but I think that you know, talking about like the the mainstreaming of of nerdiness, I think that kind of goes in reverse too. And like, you know, RPGs and nerd culture are starting to push their way into every other kind of piece of media. Like, you know, mm-hmm. in in Madden or in like. Uh, Oh, and like the new Modern Warfare game, like yeah. it's they all have these RPG elements now. You know, mm-hmm. you get to you get to build your little players and decide what their stats are to a, to a point, and you know you advance them as they go through the season. They get better or worse, and you know I I think that uh, I mean we we're starting to see a lot of that kind of reverse influence of uh, of, of RPG culture mm-hmm. pu- pushing everything to be like more complex and more kind of character driven and. Uh, you know, allowing people to have more granular control over their people in in video games. Yes. I think we see it in on TV and in movies too, especially on TV. Like you know, the way more uh, involved and like long narrative and continuity focused uh, TV shows. That I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think I think those that's those are, those are nerds' fault. Well, it's interesting coming from like playing old school video games like. Mario yeah, yeah. to where you have a you have one particular destination and you don't get to choose. Yeah, yeah. And I almost in a sense kind of miss that <laughs> because you're playing a game like say Fable and you're walking around and you're going, Okay, well what am I supposed to do? I don't do? know which like, path I wanna go down. I don't yeah. wanna know. I don't wanna figure that out. I just, just wanna tell me where the fucking just, princess yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, not at this castle. Exactly. <laughs> 
that's one of the things that I have a problem with with um, World of Warcraft is like you just walk around and level up. Kind of aimless. Well, kind of aimless. There, there is a story line. Like there are story missions that you can take. Like in, in Fallout and and um, World of Warcraft and a lot of other like MMOs and RPG games. There are story line like quests. Um, it's just that like. Those only last for so long. And I, I, well, and I think it's kind of part of the problem of, like, the same problem that you run into trying to run a story-driven, like, D&D uh, &D game. Mm -hmm. is like, what World of Warcraft is about is killing monsters, leveling up, getting stuff, being able to make the new armor, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it, all the story stuff is extraneous to that. So, like, it's, it's, not, it's not as baked in. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, with Fallout, uh, the game is about completing the story. Yeah, and, but and everything else facilitates yeah, and, and that. See along the way. I gotta yeah. say though, I haven't played War World of Warcraft in a long time, and I just can't put that kind of money and time into something. Mm -hmm. But the new set that just came out, whatever the Cataclysm, the Cataclysm. Set, yeah, and they have the Worgen, and apparently they have a really cool storyline you play where you start out as human and then you get bitten by a bitten oh, by a werewolf. That's kind of cool. And you become a werewolf, and you like have to you wind up defending your old village, and that's a a short quest storyline, but it's no grinding, none of this other shit. It's just about the hmm. drama of you turning into a worgen. And having to defend like your old village. But can I be a swan? A swan. No. Infinity swan bites. Any hex. They don't have any teeth. Pecked by swans. You know. Beaked. That's 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 our new swan movie. Beaked. Yeah, exactly. Watch out. We're totally gonna make a swan movie because I obviously didn't do it right the first time. Yeah, seriously. I'm sure Natalie Portman will help us out. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So playing the Swan May the next time we play three points. Swan May, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the new Thor trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I'm kind of excited. Must have armor looks so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I I was I had I put off seeing a lot of I put off seeing like Iron Man. I didn't didn't care didn't care. And I finally watched it like last year. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally enthused now. Like oh, I, I, I I I was totally prepared to not be happy about it. Like I. I was really yeah. not very happy with the X-Men movies. Wolverine was okay, and then, you know, I was all prepared to just diss the rest of the Marvel movies. But no, Iron oh, Man was great. Now, Iron Man's Iron Man, come on, suitcase armor! In the second <laughs> movie, they had the suitcase armor. Like, well, and Robert Downey Jr. is just such a perfect yeah. choice. That's, that's yeah. something else that I think we're going to see, like, as a small milestone to bring the non-geekly into geekly. I have a good friend who is geek-friendly, but not really a geek herself. Loves Robert Downey Jr. and like now has so much Iron Man stuff. I went to her house this afternoon. She's wearing an Iron Man T-shirt and has like a, a her boyfriend got her an Iron Man poster and an Iron Man helmet thing and an Iron Man chest doing yeah, yeah. lights up and flashes and she's Those completely cool. obsessed. And, yeah, she has like all the cool stuff. But now she's getting all excited about four. Yeah, right. yeah because and it's just a matter of time before she picks up a comic. Completely. Yeah. Well, the Avengers, the, the whole Avengers movie is coming out. They're remaking yes. Spider-Man to fit in with the yes. continuity. Yeah, yeah. To fit in with the continuity. Um, um, uh, the new Spider-Man, uh, the stuff for it I've seen looks good too. Like the um, the casting is really good. So, oh, I think it's well, really better to play Mary Jane. No, it's Gwen Stacy. Yeah, but awesome. so the guy they're having yeah. play yes. Spider-Man is, I believe, uh, the guy who plays. Uh, the torch in uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, so I'm like, I am DB. Uh, you can't really do that. He's already the torch. You can't have mm -hmm. him be Spider-Man and the torch. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Thor looks fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Thor looks, looks awesome. Have you guys seen all the controversy about the fact that Idris, what's his name, uh, playing uh, wait, play Heimdall? Heimdall, yeah, the guy that that guards Bifrost. Yeah, they've got a, a black guy playing a Norse god, and so, so white supremacists are fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I was like so. It's the PC police of Kevin He looks so freaking awesome. Man. Have you read his the interview awesome. that he has of, no. of like uh, it's fucking um? So they're so sure that this fictional god. <laughs> like, they're they're really offended that I'm going to be portraying this made up person in, incorrectly, inaccurately. <laughs> That's really funny because like white supremacist groups are like. Christian, they, oh, but but it's like it's. You know, I know it's, it's, it's like it's, the it's the it's the it's a white, white man's myth cycle. So yeah, right. but yeah. still, it's yeah, what it's, are they? it's whatever. And any yeah. any like even the slightest peep of protest is just going to disappear. Just adding to sheer, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it looks really cool. I'm yeah. so very psyched about it. On the subject of comic books, I've just started reading comic books, and I've read The Watchmen, and I've read Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead, and like our. Coming from a beginner comic reader standpoint, besides, um, with I would like to maybe ask some recommendations. Uh, yeah, I got some of those. Um, uh, X Men. Well, oh. X Men's hard. <laughs> you got it's like hard to know where to get in. Mm-hmm. But like Mouse Guard is Mouse really good. Guard? It's a great comic. Um, it's it's about like uh, you know mice in medieval times defending their territory and like they're very cute, but they also cut the shit out of stuff with their swords. Nice. Uh, Watchmen, you have to go back and read later because mm-hmm. like you gotta. It's it's good to have some distance on that and read other superhero comics and then come back and it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, a, another really good one called Demo that uh, it's like I think it's in trade now, like it's in a big graphic novel now. But it's mm-hmm. um, it's a superhero comic, but it's all uh, just this kind of like what would happen if suddenly you developed powers. So it's all each issue is a separate, totally separate story. There's no continuity and. Uh, I have this this horrible or awesome or creepy power that no one's going to understand. What do I do with it? And it's just all very interesting looks at the uh, kind of the superhero genre. Interesting. What's the series called? Um, it's called Demo. It's by Brian Wood and Becky Cloonan. That sounds really good. It's gorgeous too. But yeah, uh, fuck comics. <laughs> that was one of the hard parts with me just coming in. Was there's so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to find what you like. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a, that's another one of those things, you know. Like, thanks internet, uh, and and the the mainstreaming of nerdiness and people like getting sucked into being nerds is like, you know. If if this were ten years ago, mm-hmm. someone ha- hands you Watchmen and you go, oh, that's pretty good. What else do I read? I don't know. I can walk into a comic shop and be intimidated or be talked down to by the guy at the counter. But now, you know, you can open up the comic and go, I like this, and then go to the Google and say, comics like Watchmen. Yeah. And, Boom. Well, you could have yeah. done that 10 years ago. Oh, okay, 15 years ago. I'm old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The internet's been around forever. That, that man is 30 years old. You that have to be is... careful with him, Dave. <laughs> my, that, that hurt my hip just kind of you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my hip, bro. I think maybe that's... Are we, are we about spent? Are we around though? So, yeah, basically, our, our kind of sort of topic was the mainstreaming of nerdiness. And... Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's a horrible fragmenting off of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and not, not those nerds. And and the nerds. resolution that 
this will be a variety show. We totally have to start writing sketch comedy. This whole thing is like poorly scripted sketch comedy. Yeah, exactly. That's this. This was all improv, you guys. That's right. Yeah, well, it's improv all the time. <laughs> Not. They don't know those other episodes where where it's scripted. Come on. Yeah. So I totally went to that spot. <laughs> You've just been listening to the Self-Critical Hits Podcast, a proud member, we think, of Spooky Outhouse Productions. This podcast is copyright 2010 under the Creative Commons license. Get more of this business at selfcriticalhits.wordpress.com. Thanks for listening, and have fun! <laughs> Yay. Yay! Awesome.